Coming up, the PDC at Fairbury delivers in controversy and action. Plus, sprint car driver news never stops. Weekend results and plenty more. Let's go. It's Monday, July 31st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. We'll start this week off with the big money late model show from over the weekend, the Prairie Dirt Classic. I felt like we got exactly what we could have hoped for with a race-long battle between the top two guys uh, this season so far in Ricky Thornton Jr. and Bobby Pierce. Pierce led the most laps with 74, but settled for second behind an incredibly determined Ricky Thornton Jr. With 20 laps to go and RTJ out front, things went a bit awry for the 20RT, with the driver later saying it was the crank trigger that broke. Coming to lead lap 81, he slowed suddenly and a caution was thrown because of it. When things were finally sorted out by race officials, Pierce was out front for the restart and RTJ was put back to sixth. It was a bit of a bang-bang situation. Officials used the blend rule and made a judgment call to move the 20RT back. There was definitely some criticism over the decision, but I think it was mostly correct. Slowing like he did and not being under power, I don't believe he should have restarted out front. Based on what I saw and what the rulebook says, maybe fourth makes a bit more sense to me, but I don't super clearly understand the blend rule and how it's applied. And I feel like they had enough time to make a solid decision here. Six was better than going to the rear. I would have liked to have heard a little bit better explanation from Ruben about it, though. You know, I always like more transparency when possible. Regardless of the outcome, though, uh, these judgment calls are always going to be a cause for discussion. And it ended up giving us a nice last 20-lap run to the finish. In victory lane afterward, Thornton told Dirt Vision's Hannah Newhouse that he was either going to win it or tip it over. And the, the win is what he uh, ended up getting. Uh, he got back out front with 12 to go and drove on to the victory. Pierce settled for second and extended his outlaw points lead while Ryan, uh, Ryan Gustin was third after starting on the pole. And he led the first four laps. When it comes to these big shows, this is what you hope for. A knockdown, drag-out fight between the best in the business, and that's exactly what we got on Saturday night at Fairbury. The track had multiple lanes, it had character, the crowd on hand certainly got their money's worth for sure. Headed to Cedar Lake Speedway this weekend uh, for the USA Nationals, Pierce now leads Ryan Gustin by 68 points for the Outlaw Championship. Chris Madden has slipped to third, Nick Hoffman and Brandon Shepard complete the top five. As for the modified Nationals finale, Mike Harrison grabbed the season-ending win while Tyler Nicely was crowned series champion for the first time in his career. He becomes just the fourth ever driver to win a Mod Nats title. Uh, he joins Mike Harrison, Kenny Wallace, and Nick Hoffman. Uh, before we talk some more weekend racing uh, and results, there are a few sprinkler things I wanted to talk about first. We did find out over the weekend that the Kreitz 69K has a new driver, at least for some races. Logan Wagner is set to depart the Zemco car and drive the 69K at eight of the 10 remaining races on the Port Royal schedule, including the Tuscarora 50 and the Outlaw Weekend. Kreitz said they still need to make a decision for who will run at Williams, uh, Williams Grove. Obviously, that means National Open. There is a chance as well that Wagner runs at some races at Lincoln and Sealands Grove. Wagner is a multi-time track champion at Port and uh, has won the Tusky 50 uh, in the past. His situation with Zemco was scaled back this season as the team looked to lighten their schedule. John Zemitis told Jeremy Elliott, though, that the team isn't closing up shop just yet. They will be looking for another driver for the 1Z. So uh, as with Don Kreitz the previous week, I'm sure there are plenty of drivers looking to get into the Zemco car for some races in 2023. Uh, at least for just running Port Royal, Wagner makes sense here with his success and his knowledge at the track. He's only made 10 sprint car starts, though, this season with a win uh, at Port on July 15th. We'll see if this gets Kreitz going in the direction he wants. 
And the sprint car silly season continues to just churn along outside of this. The, uh, this morning, it was the announcement that Grove Racing and Tim Schaefer have parted ways following 31 races together this season as full-time all-star competitors. Schaefer had an all-star win. He had five top fives and 10 top tens this season, but was outside the top 15 Thursday and Friday at Lake Ozark and I-70, and then he missed the feature Saturday at Knoxville. Schaefer is currently third in the all-star driver standings, uh, and the team is fifth on the owner side. No word on future plans for either party. Uh, I think there's still plenty more to come this season in terms of driver swaps and craziness. There's still a ton of rumors flying out there uh, about all sorts of different things uh, in the sprint car world. So again, stay tuned. Uh, there were also some uh, scary crashes this weekend. We had Justin Whittle leaving the ballpark in turn one at Williams Grove on Friday. Davey Franick had a nasty crash at Knoxville. That one's going to take some time and surgery for him to heal and make right. And Lee Jacobs had a bad crash at Sharon as well. There were some pretty suspect safety takes on social media through the weekend. And I'm glad that we don't allow some folks on Twitter and certain drivers to make decisions on what the right moves are in terms of safety procedures and equipment, because they would have a really bad record if we did that. All right, running through some more results. The Word of Outlaws Sprint Car Series got in just one of two weed sport races over the weekend. Uh, Saturday was rained out. They did run last night. David Gravel led 33 of 35 laps uh, to score his series best 10th win of 2023. Carson Macedo, Dave Blaney joined him on the night's podium. With the Ironman 55 at Peevely up next, Gravel has an eight-point lead on Brad Sweet for the championship right now. Macedo is 48 back in third. Uh, the Knoxville Nationals are up after the Ironman 55. And this past Saturday night with the All-Stars was the final chance for some 410 racing at Knoxville before festivities begin this week with the 360 Nationals. Rico Abreu went six to the lead in just 12 laps and showed why he and Ricky Warner will be at or near the top of Nationals favorites coming up. But Kofoid won Friday at I-70. Zeb Wise and the Redeemed 26 remain in control of the All-Star Championship picture, with Anthony Macri and the Clausen Marshall team still looking for more speed. In eight races together so far, they've uh, just one top five and four top tens. The All-Stars go quiet now until August 18th at Outlaw Speedway. We'll start diving into the Knoxville Nationals, of the 360 Nationals, the 410 Nationals here in the coming days and over the next week, talking about entries and all the important stuff, so stay tuned for that. Indiana Sprint Week for the USAC at National Sprint Cars came to a very anticlimactic close on Saturday night with a rainout at Hobstop. Brady Bacon was the Sprint Week champion while Emerson Axum won the final race. Uh, that was Friday night at Bloomington. Had tipped to Briggs Danner for a nice run there at Bloomington, equaling his career best national finish with second. He also led a bunch of laps there. Bacon also has a 19-point lead in the season-long championship fight with SmackDown at Kokomo uh, next on the USAC schedule. That is happening later in August. With the Southern Nationals, Dale McDowell slipped by Carson Ferguson on the final lap to win Friday in North Georgia, and then the 17M dominated the postponed Taswell show on Sunday to earn $10,000 in back-to-back -back wins. Jimmy Owens ended up with the Southern Nationals Championship. Weekend Extreme Midget wins went to Jade Avedisian and Daniel Whitley. Whitley actually led at the white flag on Saturday at Atomic, but Jade beat him back to the checkered with a nice move out of four. Whitley bounced back on Sunday, though, to lead all 25 laps at Brush Creek for his first career national midget win. Kenna McIntosh maintains the championship lead, although Jade has cut it down to 44 points. I did have a few people ask, too, about the low car counts for Extreme this weekend, but I think it was just the fact that Ohio just isn't a hotbed for midget racing. Uh, there aren't exactly a ton of local teams there to draw from, so I wouldn't read too much into that. And finally, a big hat tip to Brenham Crouch for securing his first ever IRA sprint car win. He'd been leading the championship standings, but was still without a victory before this weekend. It looked like Crouch was going to maybe win Friday at Plymouth, but he got Greg Wilson on the final lap and ended up finishing second. 
Saturday at Wilmot, though, Crouch was the late beneficiary of leader Bill Baylog making a mistake on the top side in three and four and throwing away an absolutely massive lead. Baylog went to the tail and Crouch led the rest of the way for the win. 190 points right now separate uh, Crouch and Jordan Goldsberry uh, for the IRA championship. Uh, if you want to get into some racing tonight, Super Dirt Car Series is starting a three-race run through Canada. The, uh, they're at uh, Autodrome Drama the next two nights, and then I can't remember where they go after that. Uh, you can also check out the iRacing World of Outlaws Late Model Series at 9 p.m. Both of these shows are on the streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>